You know, the Bible says that in everything that we do, we should do it for the glory of God. And uh, we just have some amazing musicians, some amazing talent there, and artists here in our church. And I just want to uh, just, just thank them for using what God has put in their hands to glorify Him. Some of those artists and musicians weren't up there this morning. They're out here this morning. And I want to encourage you, man, use that gift. Use that artistic ability God has given you to worship Him. And, uh, and whoever put up these thousands of snowflakes and used that ability, thank you for that, Zach and your team. That, that's incredible. That's awesome. Listen, I'm so glad and so honored that you're with us this morning for a thrill of hope. Uh, one of the things that we love about Glad Tidings is that there are so many different kinds of people here. We have so many different races represented and nations represented. Uh, we have the generations, the young and the old. We're all coming together, right? But we're all so different. We have all these differences. We, we have these musical preferences, personal preferences that are different too, right? Uh, I heard some gospel this morning, and I think I heard a little country as well. And man, some good old-fashioned rock and roll, man, always blesses my soul, right? But my question is, where was the rap? We're missing the rap music, right? So, see, the deal is, is we all have our own taste when it comes to music. We're all very different, right, in that way. But there's one thing that we all, all of us have in common, whether you're a Christian here or a non-Christian. By the way, if you're not a Christian here, I am so glad you're here this morning. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. Listen, there's one thing that we all have in common, and that one thing is this. None of us likes to get stuck. Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, God, I just pray that I would get stuck in traffic today. <laughs> right. Oh, God, next time I'm at the grocery store, I, I want to get stuck in line behind that that person that wants a price check on 20 items. You know, what I'm talking about nobody likes getting stuck. I don't like getting stuck. I hate waiting. I get stuck behind that person in traffic and I'm like, you know, the lights green. Green means go until God says no. So what are you doing? I don't like getting stuck. A couple years ago, I decided to go explore God's creation, something I love to do. I didn't have a truck. I didn't have a four-wheel drive. But I did have a 2000 Honda Accord LX. And I thought, I'm going to take my Honda and we're going to do some off-roading. So I drive up north to this remote place where, you know, there's, there's lots of land. Nobody's there. And I'm thinking, I'm going to do this. And so I drive off the pavement, onto the gravel road, off the gravel road, onto the low-maintenance dirt road. And if you guys have never been on a low-maintenance dirt road, that means do not enter. Okay? And so I'm off-roading it in my Honda Accord. Here we go, Jesus. We're going crazy, right? And I drive off of the dirt road and into the pasture. There's a cow pasture and boom, 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 boom. And I'm just driving all over the place. And I'm exploring and I'm thinking, this is great. And I drive over top of this dam, this man-made dam. And unbeknownst to me, part of the dam had washed out. Now, I didn't see it. I couldn't see it. It's August. It's blazing hot. And I'm driving and I'm just, just, God is good that day and weather's, in, and, and I'm driving and all of a sudden, clunk. And the front end of my Honda Accord sinks down into this, this washed out cavity there at the top of this dam. I hit the gas and the, and the front wheels are just spinning like crazy. I'm not going anywhere. The, the, the car, the, the frame of the car is on the dirt. 
the tire is just in free air, just spinning there. And I thought, you know what? Nobody's going to believe this happened to me. So I took a picture of it. Here it is. It really happened. All right. And so I am, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, my phone doesn't work. No reception. I'm several miles from the nearest person, right? Uh, I can't call 911, no AAA, no towing, nothing. I'm stuck. I can't call anybody. And I think, okay, there's only one thing I can do. And that is call on God. So I just began to pray, say, God, I am in a mess. I am stuck and I can't get out of this thing. And as I'm thinking and I'm praying, something came to my mind. I, I, I got out and I looked at it and I go, somehow I need to lift this thing and I need to build a bridge underneath it. Now, I'm a pretty big dude, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm pretty strong, you know, but <laughs> there's no way I'm lifting this Honda cord out of this hole. Right. But then it occurred to me, man, there's a jack in the trunk. I'm not talking about the usher that works back at this door over here. I'm talking about, you know, a jack, you know, you know, pump up the. So I get the jack out. I jack the car up and I find this dead cottonwood tree that had fallen down big logs. And so jack the car up, put the logs underneath this big hole, built a bridge. And within 30 minutes, I'm driving out of this hole. And I thought, nobody's going to believe my story. So I took a picture of the bridge I built too. And there it is right there. See? <laughs> so what do you do when you're stuck? Right? How many of you have been stuck before? How many of you have done something stupid like this? Right? All right. Some of you can relate to this. You, 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 your life is like this. You, you decide, you know, the pavement's boring. I'm going off-roading. I, this is just boring life. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to take a risk. And you go out there and you go somewhere you shouldn't go. You start doing things you shouldn't do. And pretty soon this beautiful day where you're just exploring these new things in life. And bam, you're stuck in a washed out pothole on top of a dam. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And you're like, how in the world did I get here? Well... You decide to go off-roading. Some of you are like, hey, I didn't go off-roading. I'm just in a hopeless mess. And that could be you this morning as well. I've got a message of hope for you today. And I'm excited to share it with you. Listen, you're here today and the word that describes your life is the word stuck. I am stuck. I am without hope. My life isn't going to change. You've come to the place where you've said, it's always going to be this way. It's always going to be this way. And I want you to know this morning, it doesn't always have to stay this way. You don't have to live stuck and you don't have to live hopeless this morning. I want you to experience a thrill of hope. All of us have been stuck before. Maybe stuck in a marriage that doesn't seem to move forward. Or, or maybe you're here this morning and you are so stuck financially. And Christmas is just a reminder every year that you're stuck. Or maybe you're stuck in an addiction and you just can't seem to beat that habit. It's always there, always looming over you. Or maybe this morning you are far from God and you feel like it is, there's just no way I could really get back to God after all the screw-ups that I've been through. I want you to know this morning that there is one thing that you need to do when you're stuck. There's one word that you need to remember this morning if you're stuck. 
And that one word that all of us needs to remember is the word yes. Yes to God is the one word you have to remember. There's not some verse you have to memorize, some prayer you have to quote. Listen, there's one word that you have to know this morning, and it's the word yes. When you're stuck, what you have to say, when you're without hope, the one word is yes. God, yes. Can I tell you this morning that one yes can change your world and one yes can change the world. I want to tell you this morning about a yes that changed the world. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Luke chapter 1 this morning. If you're a church person, you grew up in church, you know what Luke chapter 1 is all about. (laughs) If you're not a church person, this is new to you. You've heard this story before, and it's the announcement of the birth of Jesus. I want you to know that the, the setting of this announcement is a nation that was stuck. The nation of Israel was stuck. They were stuck politically because they were occupied by Rome. They were stuck spiritually because they hadn't heard the voice of God in over 400 years. And it was in this stuck atmosphere we read about a young girl who was about to become the mother of Jesus. And her name was Mary. And Mary was stuck. She lived in a small little hick town called Nazareth. (laughs) If you were to drive up to Nazareth, there'd be a sign that said population 350 people. It was the hick town of Israel, right? It was that small one horse town, right? How many of you grew up in one of those small hick towns? Come on, raise your hand this morning, right? You know you're from a small town when you call the wrong number and they give you the right number, right? (laughs) You know you're in a small town when there's no bank because when you finally get enough money, you leave. That's a small town. And that was Nazareth. And Mary was stuck in Nazareth. She was stuck in a place she didn't want to be. Nazareth was known as, can anything good come from Nazareth? That was the town she was in. Not only was she stuck in this this town in nowhere, she was stuck in an arranged marriage. How many teenagers in the house this morning? Huh? How would you like it if mom and dad came to you and said, Oh, we're, I, we have just the right person for you, but you can't meet them, know them until your wedding day. How would you like that? Get excited about that. Come on. I personally think it's a great idea. I really do. I think when Annie turns 30, she'll be ready. I'll be ready. You know, we'll have just everything set up just right. See, back then there was no eminent youth church where you could fall in love at, at the Christmas shindig. We met at the shindig. My life has never been the same, right? There was no shindig, right? There, was no, there wasn't even any, any blind dates back then. It was blind marriage. Sometimes the first time you meet him was the day of the wedding. All right, this is Mary. Her, her future is laid out for her. No choice, stuck in a small town, stuck in an arranged marriage, going nowhere fast, right? And this is what happens. An angel appears before her, and we're going to read it in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Elizabeth, somebody that we meet earlier in the chapter, Elizabeth was going to become the mother of John the Baptist, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. And she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. There he is. A descendant of King David. 
And Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. Another translation, Greetings, highly favored. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And can I tell you this morning, we'll pause there. Mary did not feel highly favored. Mary did not feel that God was with her. Mary felt stuck. Mary felt hopeless. But can I tell you, God was setting her up for a miracle. And out of nowhere, out of out of her darkness, out of her hopelessness, God appeared to her and, and knew she was feeling stuck. Wanted her to know that she had found favor with God. Many of you feel stuck this morning. And if Gabriel, the angel, appeared to you and said to you, you are highly favored. And God is with you. You'd probably tell Gabriel, you'd say, Gabe, you got the wrong address. <laughs> that package is for somebody else down the street. You'd be like, you know, that's not me, Gabriel. I, I am not the highly favored one. I am not. God is with you. Listen, God is so far from me. You would not describe yourself as the one who's highly favored. You'd say, I am the unwanted child. I'm not the favored one. I'm the unloved spouse. I'm not the favored one. I I just had a miscarriage. How could God be with me? I've just gone through a divorce. I just lost my job, right? Listen, I feel far from God this morning. If Gabriel showed up in your life and said, highly favored, God is with you, you'd say, you've got the wrong address. I'm sorry. You must be looking for somebody else. But I want you to know you're here today. And you're here to hear God say to you, you are highly favored and God is with you. And he's about to turn your hopelessness into hope. Luke chapter 1 verse 29. Here's Mary's response. Confused and disturbed. She hears great news. But what does it do? She's confused and she's disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and he will be called son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Man, this is incredible news. It's great news that Gabriel offers. But but Mary has a great question. And her great question is this, verse 34. Mary asked the angel, but how? But how can this happen? And then she brings reality to the table. I am a virgin. And... (laughs) Can I tell you, don't miss this this morning. Don't miss this this morning. A pregnant virgin, a pregnant virgin is not difficult. How many of you know a pregnant virgin is impossible? How can this be is her question. This is impossible. Can I tell you this morning, you're not in a difficult situation. You're in an impossible situation. And you're asking the same question. How can this be? How can this be? Listen, if God can can make a, a virgin pregnant, if God can raise the dead, how many of you know God can raise your situation? 
God can bring your death situation back to life. God can bring your, your, uh, your, your, your dead womb, if you will, your dead spiritual womb that's, that's dead, you're spiritually dead, and God can bring it back to life today. How does he do it? One word. One word. Yes. Yes to God. Mary had a question. How can this happen? In verse 35, the angel replied, watch this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. In other words, God says, I'm going to get involved, Mary. That's how this is going to happen. So the baby will be born, will be holy, and he will be called the son of God. And what's more, the angel says, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. Let's pause there for just a moment. I love what the angel says about Elizabeth. The angel says people used to say she was barren. My question this morning for you, sir, ma'am, is this. What used to be statement do you want people to say about you? What used to be statement do you want to have said about your life? Oh, yeah. You remember him? He used to be an alcoholic. He used to be angry and bitter. Right. He used to be so depressed, so suicidal. She was just under such torment. Right. Used to be statements. Used to be. I remember so and so they used to be so far from God. I remember Pastor Raphael and Victoria. You heard their story. They used to be so far from God. What a great used to be statement. How do you get from used to be to but now? Used to be, but now she's in her sixth month. How do you get from used to be to but now? One powerful word. And that is yes. You see, I believe that you're here this morning, not by accident and not even by invitation. You're here by God's will. You're here by God's will. And for most of your life, perhaps all of your life, you have said no to God. You've resisted God. You've fought God. I don't want to give my life to God. I don't want to let go of control. I don't want to leave my my life of sin. I'm going to I don't want to. No, no, no. Today is the day to say yes. And listen, when you say yes to God this morning, you say yes to a miracle. You say yes to hope today. I want you to notice what Mary said. She said in verse number 38, she responded. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. In other words, what Mary said was yes. You see, Mary didn't say to the angel Gabriel, you know what? I'm going to live up to everything God said about me. I'm going to become that person that's highly favored. I'm going to become the person that's favorable. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to make the, I'm going to make God so pleased. You know what? She just said, yes. She just said, yes, God, may it be as you have said. Mary's yes 
changed her world and her yes changed the world. Jesus was born and every one of us this morning have been impacted by a teenage girl's yes. She lived in the middle of nowhere, thought she was stuck going nowhere fast and God was actually setting her up for a miracle. And can I say this morning, if God can do that for a little 13, 14 year old girl in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere, don't you think God can do that for you? Maybe you're here, you're stuck this morning, you're stuck without hope, you're stuck and you're far from God. The Bible says that we are all born stuck. We're born stuck in this thing called sin. And we need somebody who can lift us and somebody who can build a bridge underneath us so we can move on in a relationship with God. Can I tell you that over 2,000 years ago, Jesus, he was, he was lifted up on an old dead tree we call the cross. And that cross became a bridge for us to be able to draw near to God. For us to be able to move towards a personal relationship with God. So you and I could be lifted out of our sin, out of our hopelessness. So you and I could move forward with God. So this morning, if you're stuck in your sin and you're hopeless, the answer is simple and powerful. And it's simply saying yes to God. I want to just for a moment, I want to tell you what happens when you say yes. Okay, here's here's the God thing. Here's the God thing. See, all Mary had to do was go like this. Yes. The moment Mary said yes, then what the angel promised happened. The Holy Spirit came upon her and the power of the Most High overshadowed her. And the same thing that happened to Mary can happen to you this morning. In other words, God moves in and he overshadows your life. It's no longer about your life. Listen, when you say yes to God, he moves in and he overshadows you. He overshadows your sin. He overshadows your past. He overshadows your future. He becomes your new identity. He becomes the person that you say, just like Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be as you have said. That's what happens when you say yes. God moves in. God overshadows you. And he gives you hope, not only for this life, but the life to come. Is there a risk in saying yes to God? Is there a risk? Was God asking Mary to take a risk? Yes or no? Yes. God was asking Mary to take a risk. Her reputation was on the line. See, do you really think that people believed the line that the angel appeared to me and I got impregnated by God through the Holy Spirit without the help of a man story? Did people really believe that story or do you think that they believe that she and Joseph were really messing around before they got married? You see, when you say yes to God, it involves a risk. Your reputation is on the line. Listen, when you say yes to God, what are people going to say about you? Who gives it? Who cares what people have to say about you? Listen, there's a greater risk in saying no than saying yes. I'm more concerned about what God has to say about me than what people have to say about me. I'm going to lift my hands and say yes, God, because I need life. I need hope. I need God. And I don't care if people make fun of me. I don't care if my family rejects me or misunderstands me. I can't stay stuck. I need hope.
You need a lift. You need a bridge. You can't just drive your way out of hopelessness. The Bible says that the way of the sinner is really hard. The way of the sinner is really hard. It's fun for a while. The devil says, man, just go off-roading with me for a while. Let's just have some fun. Let's just check things out, right? And he offers it, and it's fun. He's like, it's free. You'll be free. Then pretty soon you're stuck. You're stuck. The way of the sinner is hard, and some of you have felt that hardship. Jesus said this. He said, no one can serve two masters. So this morning, it's time to choose this day. Whom you will say yes to. You're going to say yes to God or going to say yes to yourself this morning. I want you to bow your heads with me if you would. If you're here today and you're in your pastor, I'm that person. I'm stuck. I am hopeless. I am far from God. And I want to say yes. I'm going to count to three. And if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand because I'm going to pray with you right where you're seated. On the count of three, raise your hand saying, I am stuck. I am hopeless. I'm ready to say yes to God. I'm ready for the power of God to come upon me. I'm ready for God to overshadow me and take over my life. If that's you this morning on the count of three, raise your hand. One. God's coming after you. Two, he loves you more than you know. And three, raise your hand up high, nice and high. Raise your hand right where you're at, right where you're at. I'm saying yes to God. I'm saying yes to God. I'm saying yes to God. Yes to God. Many hands, many hands. If you've got your hand up, I want you to just look at me. Look at me right up here on the platform. I want to make eye contact with you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down after we make eye contact. God loves you. Man, he, you're in the right place this morning. I love it. I love it. Raise your hand. Listen, you're saying yes to God. I'm all in. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. I can't see in the balcony. But if you've got your hand up, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I know you're there. Put your hands down if you would. I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Simple prayer. Everybody just in your heart, pray this prayer. God in heaven, I don't deserve you, but I need you today. And I'm ready to turn from my sin. I'm ready to trust you to save me. I'm here to say yes, God. I'm here to say no to sin. I'm here to say yes to Jesus. I believe Jesus died for my sin. I believe he rose for my life. I believe Jesus is now the Lord and the Savior of my life. Move in, Jesus. Overshadow me, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now what just happened this morning is what happened to Mary. (laughs) The Holy Spirit. God came upon you. He's now in you. He's overshadowed you. And he lives within your spirit now. And he has cleaned your life. He has forgiven you this morning. And you are a brand new person in Christ. Can we just celebrate with the angels in heaven this morning over those who just got saved? Thank God. Thank God. Now, let me give some just real practical instruction as the choir gets ready to sing the last song. I want you to know this. If you just raise your hand and you just pray, there's three things that I want you to know about. The first thing I want you to know about is water baptism. Okay, you've heard of getting baptized. Well, we've got a we've got a big tank back there and we baptize here at Glad Tidings. And the reason is this. The reason is this is because in the Bible, in the Bible, it tells us to repent and be baptized. Repent means to change your mind and to turn from your sin and turn to Jesus. You just did that. 
You just repented. You turned from your sin and you trusted Jesus. And the Bible says the next first step is to be baptized. And when you're baptized, you're identifying with who Jesus is. His death down in the water and his new life when you come out. It's a symbol of our salvation. And we are baptizing uh, all of you, every one of you who is born again, has never been baptized. We are baptizing on January 1st, the first Sunday of the new year. Awesome. Okay. And our encouragement to you is this. Um, We're going to give you a card here at the end of the service to tell you about baptism. Also, the second thing I want you to know is this. We have a new believers small group that's starting up on January 8th. A new believers small group. It's going to help you learn how to walk with God. It's just six meetings that you have with this small group. And they're going to teach you how to walk with God. The third thing is I have a free gift I want to give you at the end of the service. Okay. So at the end of the service, I'm going to ask you to meet me down up front. Um, But before we get there... One more applause for a thrill of hope. From this day forward, I have decided to say yes to God. Many of you raised your hands. Many of you prayed that prayer today. From this day forward, I'm saying yes to God. Some of you said that this morning for the very first time. Others of you have said that before. You're coming back to God. You're rededicating your life. You're saying, you know what, Lord? I am all in. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Here's what I want to do. I want to meet with you. If you just raise your hand and you prayed with me, I'm going to stay down here. I just want to greet you, shake your hand, hug your neck. I want to just say welcome to the kingdom, okay? Maybe this is a rededication or it's brand new for you. I want you to do this. Be bold, would you? Would you be bold and stand to your feet right where you're at this morning? If you raised your hand and prayed with me, stand to your feet. No shame, no embarrassment. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. I have decided to follow Jesus. Now come on down here. Come on down here. I want to meet you. And I want to prayer. I want to ask our prayer teams. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Welcome to hope. Welcome to hope. I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is what God is doing right now. We're celebrating. I remember 1986. I remember the day I walked down and I said, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Listen, we want to help you grow. We've got some material about our small group for new believers. We've got material about water baptism. We have a gift for you. So if you just stay put for just a few moments, our prayer teams are going to come and give you those things. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. Bring somebody next week to a thrill of hope. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.